Who's your daddy? Boom! We are off with another episode of Booze Your Daddy, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Snyder, here with one of my favorite people in the world up until March because she gave me COVID. Rochelle, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. uh, It's interesting how the story changes over time. I'm just saying, I have told this story a million times and I've run through it like a like hundred million times in my head. You're the only person I know that had COVID and then I had COVID even though I had it before. You had COVID before me. Yeah, but we're still <laughs> learning that there's like an incubation period. So it's funny because one time I told the story to a, a different patient. And of course, I don't say anything about you as much as I said like, oh, you know, I had this patient who also had COVID. I think she gave it to me, but she is dead set that I gave it to her. And he, he was like, oh my God, that pause, I thought she died. I really thought she died. Because <laughs> I, I said like, dead, set. And as soon as he heard that, he just went blank like, oh my God, you've killed him. Not to mention he, you know, put an extra mask on right after that pretty much. He was really afraid. But. So, so, but the big question is for all our COVID suffering, whoever got it, like, are we still immune? That's, that's my big question. I don't think we'll know probably ever really how that works um yeah no, no it's just, i don't know yeah we'll see we're learning more and more i don't know i don't plan on talking about covid but it is funny that like you are 99.999 percent sure i give it to you and i am 30 percent sure you gave it to me but who's keeping track oh uh, look at that smile that smile is like go fuck yourself okay all right <laughs> listen you text me on monday you told me you had fever over the weekend i get a fever monday night i don't know uh, I saw you on a Saturday, and everybody yes. else that I had seen that week in my life, totally fine. Just saying. Listen, I think I think you had an asymptomatic come and plague you. An asymptomatic is that how we're going to describe them? Is that going to be the PC term? You know, I that sounds so. like you know they're going to make movies about this at some point. No, not contagion, but something better, and be like, oh, he's an asymptomatic. Oh, that's and that'll be like the next term in twenty twenty six. Oh, uh, excuse me, we're called symptom deferred people. Something stupid like well, that. Well, do you remember that movie? Was it Gattaca, where like everyone was like genetically modified, and if you weren't, you were a degenerate, a degenerate, oh, degenerate. It's like Ethan Hawke. Yeah. So I feel like you know we're we're going there, right? And everyone's going to be like, you know, we're going to figure out how to make everyone like COVID free or whatever. I don't know. Something like that. Rochelle, have you listened to any of these episodes? Do you have any idea what's about to happen? I've listened to like the first 10 minutes of a few of them. Okay, so you know how it starts. At, wait, you have a few of them. Like the drink, uh-huh. the cocktail. Uh-huh. Then a story time, yeah. Okay, good. Well, I guess I was going to say, if the first 10 minutes of a, I thought you just meant like the first 10 minutes of maybe like one of them. But if you've listened to the first 10 minutes of a couple of them, that means you generally tune out at some point. You know, I'm not in the finance business per se. Like, I'm not a businessman, but I'm a business man. That's a Jay-Z lyric. If you're tuning in and then tuning out, that means I'm losing you somewhere along the way, right? When that, that's what the metrics would tell us. Uh, no, not exactly. I just, uh, I started just uh, listening into a few of them a few days before just so I could figure out what I might be in for. And I figured I didn't want to listen to the whole thing because I want to be surprised. So uh, surprise me. Nice save. Well, the first one's not a surprise. <laughs> it is time to get into the show, which generally this is all about sitting down and having a casual drink with a friend. You are now a friend because I rehabbed you and we're best friends at some point, right? What are you drinking during today's episode, Rochelle? So I'm having a nice glass of Sancerre. Sancerre? <laughs> Sancerre. It's like a fancy Sauvignon Blanc. Why can't you just say that? It's a fancy Sauvignon Blanc. There you go. Because it like actually the- is, if you read the bottle, it's called Sancerre. Well, you didn't show me the bottle. You just said you're drinking a Sancerre. It's, 
it's uh, if it's California, it's Sauvignon Blanc. If it's because they go by the grape, but in France, it's Sancerre. Oh, uh, so is this like sparkling wine versus champagne? Like if it's made in champagne? Yeah, it's like uh, Prosecco versus yeah. Kinda. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds delicious, and I'll probably never try because I don't love white wine. <laughs> I kind of told you when we first signed on here that I always try to pick a beer representative of one of my guests or a friend, whoever it is, and I found the perfect beer for you. It is called Pain in My Ass Stout. Uh, no, you got to see it. It is called Back to Reality IPA. Ooh, for the 80s girl that I am. Yes, I'm so glad. How cool is it? Gonna, got the- are you going to ask me what year? <laughs> <laughs> sure. What year was this IPA made? <laughs> uh, should you should you share the games we played in physical therapy with, uh, with our, the music selection? Let's get there in a second. But first, okay. I got to open my beer and release the Kraken. That's delicious and hoppy. So I don't know how much of the episodes you've listened to, but my co-host and I, we have a running joke about when there's almost like something we foreshadow that ends up coming true. We call it like a universe moment. You know, it's always that I was thinking about this person and then they called me. You just had a little universe moment that you'll get, we'll get to at the end and I'll, I'll tell you. But sure, let's go ahead. Tell me what year was the Back to the Futures. So I know the first year was 85. Yeah, I was one and a half, so don't remember I was going to say, you were definitely not old enough to watch it in the theater. Okay, and what were the other ones? I think they were like every two, three years later. So like, 80, I don't know. The first, Only the first one was any good. I disagree. The first two were good. Back to the Future Part 2 was in 1989, so it was not three years later. Four years. So then the next one was what, 92, 93? Back to the Future 1 was 85, so you're correct on that. And Back to the Future 3, which was that Western one, which definitely yeah. kind of sucked, was the next year. Comedy slash Western 1990. Uh. Let's talk about the music at the end, because you're very good at that. So... Every now and then, I have some friends, some patients, people that tell me stories in their lives that are so good, just so funny, so witty. Maybe I take some liberties with them. I don't ever claim them. I'm not like a... Did you read the book? It came out. It's called I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell, the Tucker Max stories and whatever. Have you heard of this? All right. Don't let your children read it. Certainly not your daughter, who's what? (laughs) Who you love. Who I don't love. (laughs) This, This guy has these books and he has so many books and they're all these really very sexual drinking stories. I do not believe believe that he is the main person of all these stories. I believe he's heard some of these stories and said that was him. There's just too many crazy things in one person's life. There's no way. So when I don't want to be that guy, just walk around being like, I did this, I did that. There's some stories that I've heard though that I do tell as if I was there and I'll say, oh my God, I heard this story the other day. It is great. And I will drag it on as long as possible. You have one of the better stories I've ever heard that I do tell people because I'm big on calling and texting and area codes and different. And you told me a great story of your days 40 years ago when you were in college, JK. Hey, watch it, watch it. We're getting close though, right? When did you graduate uh, college? I, uh, coming close to, I graduated in 92. Okay. So why don't you share the story of your college phone number and everything that happened? Well, there's a lot. Okay. So I got time, year, baby. You know, I didn't really right. introduce you so well, but I just want to let our listeners know if you think I'm long on words, hold on to your Sauvignon <laughs> Blanc or Sauvignon. Sub- hold on to your Sensei because Rochelle will put you to sleep. All right. Speaking of Sensei, how good is Cobra Kai? But we'll get to that later. Cobra Kai was like three years ago. I'm happy that everybody's catching up. (laughs) 
Anyway, I'm enjoying it. I, I think you've seen it. me in my Cobra Kai shorts. Like I had, I love Cobra Kai. I love everything about it. But it was I. I binged it two years ago. Everybody's just catching up. Anyway, not, success. not everybody could be as forward thinking. So yes, when I was in college, you know, no one had a cell phone. They didn't exist. Um, not sure television existed. No, just but. My school had a very, for the time, a very advanced phone system. And and pretty much where I went, everyone lived in dorms for four years. Or even if they didn't live in dorms, they had access to this phone system called the Rome system. And you were assigned a phone number every year. So my sophomore year, we got assigned a number and everyone you know, you just got someone's number by extension. Mine was 4475. So I'm like staring at the numbers and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And my roommate looks at me, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, our phone number is girl. I'm like, we can have so much fun with this. So, and it worked on a few levels. The first was like, you know, you're in a bar. And again, like, you know, there was no texting or sharing numbers. Like you actually, you know, someone actually had to take down your number or pass it, you know, like there was just paper. So pretty much we all believed, we girls all believed there was this drawer of like phone numbers that guys never used, but they just like to be like, oh, I got the number and then throw it in the drawer. And like, No, this is when they had that little black book. I've heard movies and no. stories where guys have black books, which I always thought was kind of silly. I had a black book in college with my fraternity, but that was more for hazing. I mean, we didn't haze, but for hazing purposes. Yeah, I, I think the black book was was kind of bullshit. I think it was just a drawer of like rip papers. People used to peel the bottles of beer, like the bud, you know, and like write a phone number. I mean, it was like, or like girls would think they're cute and like, you know, write their numbers on a guy's arm and like. I whatever. like that. I would actually be okay if we brought that back. That was actually something that was really cool. See, the, where I really got screwed is one of my go-to moves back in the day was when you would have a girl with a camera and you would see them kind of looking <laughs> around on how to take a picture and this is before selfies were cool when you know when the cameras did the and you would move the camera out like this my move was always to go up and say hey do you want me to take that picture for you and let's just say 90% of the time it got me talking to them 100% of the time and then 10% of the time something good would come out of it but nowadays (laughs) people want the selfie and that has completely killed one of my moves for that that and having a girlfriend <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, like, no one took pictures. Like, I have, like, two photo albums from all of college. And it was like, okay, spring break and, like, you know, spring fling. And that, that was pretty much it. Like, That's now... Spring fling. It's like in the spring, like, Greek week, spring fling. Oh, uh, we called it Greek week. I thought spring fling was your, your guy that you had for the spring. Well, for, the, for, the, for March? Yeah, um, like, March so Madness. Isn't that what you guys called it back in the day? <laughs> That's what March Madness back, was? Back, back in the day, yeah, you know. It was still uh, 25 years ago. Let's not get too ahead of our skis. That's a broken leg joke. (laughs) (laughs) I know Rochelle because she snapped her leg in 17 pieces. (laughs) I am uh, walking uh, RoboCop here, you know? Yes. Anyway, you know, so a guy would come up to us and we were like, this is gold. He'd be like, yeah, can I have your number? You want to write it down? I'm like, "Um, I don't need to write it down. And they were like, yeah, what do you mean? I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to give you my number. You're not going to forget it. And when you see me on campus next week, you, you know, you better make sure you call. Because if you don't, I'm going to be like, dude, there's no way you forgot your number. And they're like, oh, what could it be? My number is girl. They're like, what? I'm like, my extension is girl. 
talk to you next week. And yeah. it actually was pretty good. But you know, then it, you just couldn't leave it at that. Like, you know, I mean, I went again, like it was a long time ago. And you know, it was the age of phone sex, because there was, you know, there was really like no one was carrying around a video. <laughs> we I mean, we barely had like Betamax, you know, so just masturbators. So you know yeah, I get it. Yeah, you get it. Okay. So my roommate and I decided to have some fun. Because the other thing we did was, you know, we spent hours figuring out the perfect voicemail message back in the 80s. So you would pick your music and say something like, you know what to do and when to do it. Beep things like that. Ooh, you know? that's good. I mean, the art of the voicemail message, you know, the whole, like the Seinfeld where Georgia, believe it or not, George isn't at home. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. That is not a thing anymore. And I kind of miss it. It really was. And you could like change things up based on, and then the thing, this roam system, you could actually forward messages and things. So like people had to be pretty careful what they left on messages and that. So it was pre, you know, social media, but this like, oh my God, I could get something recorded and everyone else could hear it. We, we decided to have some fun with our voicemail and we actually did get some attention for it. You know, people have always told me I have a raspy voice. Yeah. You definitely have a face for radio. You probably have a great, you have a great voice. <laughs> Thank you. I kid. So I, I kid because I, I love. Face, I have a face for radio. That's took you long enough. No, you're, you're beautiful <laughs> and you know it. We Listen, we post the videos on YouTube. We post your picture on Instagram. Booze your daddy. B-O-O-S-Y-O-U-R-D-A-D-D-Y. People are going to go on and see the loveliness that is the Sensar drinking Rochelle Rochelle. See, another. I'm on fire right now. Let's go. Fire. In fire. All, all these Seinfeld references. So anyway, I had a little fun. We did something like this. Hi. You've reached 853-G-I-R-L. <laughs> Sophie and Rochelle are not available right now. But if you leave a message, we'll try very hard to get back to you. So you try hard too. That is a great story. I, I think that's so funny because of the originality to actually sit and think about that. Because most people, like I bet you your kids would not know that acronyms or whatever you'd call them for the numbers were even a thing. Most places don't use that anymore. Yeah, like my parents used to say our phone number was like TR3 or something. But, right. You know, like tran like even that old movie, like Transylvania. Not or you, like people, there was like a word that when I like, Alan, this is way before right. you. No, but the last one I remember that was big was 1-800-Flowers. That was probably the last big <laughs> one, right? Yeah, but I mean, they had all this stuff, right? It's and, a like, lost I mean, art. No joke. Like, it's a lot. I mean, listen, calling and like, you know, phone porn, like that was actually a fee for service. I mean, they were charging like 10, 15 bucks for five minutes for this thing. You wow. know, there's a business that went out with you. <laughs> I feel like with this microphone, I could have gotten into that game back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure, Alan. I remember coming to New York. My attempt to be original, my first apartment was on 29th and 6th. People say 29th and 6th. So what is that? Is that Herald Square? No, no, no. It's actually just south of that. And is that the Flower District? No, it's actually just east of the Flower. Is it the Garment District? No, no. It's west of the Garment District. Is it Chelsea? North Chelsea? No, it's actually right north of it. It's like this one or two little streets that just don't have a name. I tried to come up with a cute little acronym. The best I could get was Flachihiga. You know, it's like flower, <laughs> Chelsea, Herald Square. So that was my attempt. Like, I live in Flachihiga. Yeah. They made a joke about that on How I Met Your Mother, where they found a apartment in Dallas at Trepia. And it was like, <laughs> do you remember? Do you ever watch that show? No, but I, I, I forget it. the exact thing, but it was like downtown of the trash 
canal something and it smelled like shit every time. Right. That was the Trepia, I remember was the acronym. That's a really, I, I enjoy that story. You know, you mentioned something, I didn't want to interrupt you, about the beer bottle. I peel my beer bottles off always all the time. It's a nervous tick. It's a nervous fidget. Do you know what they say that means? Isn't that like, oh, you're sexually frustrated? That yeah, was like which little... means nothing. I just, I always Bullshit. do that when people say, but my goal Bullshit. is always to peel it off and then I put it underneath the table the way people used to do that with gum. Except it's oh, not so nice. dirty because you just peel the bottle off. And no, every now I, and then, yeah, no, I, I don't touch I, I just, I just do it and then, and then I go back to bars in different places and I just check and see if it's there. Little thing people didn't know about me, little fun facts I guess I'm sharing today. You don't have an issue with like the table underneath being kind of like gross? I've been a germaphobe since before it was cool. I'm always washing my hands and doing different things anyway. That really doesn't mean a whole lot to me. How often has it been? Like have, when you've checked it, has it still been there or did it, did it fall off? Usually it falls off. Other yeah. than when I get a brand new baseball cap, I always leave the sticker on because, you know, that's what all the cool kids do. And I, oh. I do it as a joke, but I generally leave it on for a while. There is a Starbucks, the one on like 60th and Central Park West, right above, or maybe it's Broadway, but basically right near Central Park. There's a Starbucks right there that 62nd I took. 62nd and Central Park. Yeah. Sure. I take it. I took it off and I put it underneath the table and it's been there for at least like five, six years, but that's a sticker. That is like a hardcore sticker. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It's my own little making a mark. You're telling me when you don't walk by wet cement, you don't ever look at it and go, I should really write something in this right now. Oh, of course. I mean, given. No, so I used to peel. So my, my, my drink was Amstel, you know, my beer was Amstel light or Coors or whatever, but the Amstels had really good labels and they like came off really clean. And then I would just kind of like rub them on, you know, pat them into the table. And it, was, it lasted an evening. And that was for, to give numbers out? Amuse, amusement. Oh, amusement. Now, no, if someone wanted a number, you needed to go to the back. Right. So you would peel it off and. Yeah, no, that was just more because I was fidgety. You and I, good minds think alike. So Rochelle, you and I have made it long enough into this episode, longer than you've ever listened to an episode. Do you know what's (laughs) about to happen next? You know, the third part of it, it's drink. It is story time. And then we play trivia. Which is something I, wow, look at the excitement. You didn't even know this was going to happen. But you kind of mentioned this earlier when you said, do you want to tell them about our little game we used to have? And I was like, oh, Jesus. You didn't even know there was trivia, but there's trivia. Before I tell you the category, the story Rochelle was mentioning was she is a 80s music buff. To, To say that she is anything short of an expert, ladies and gentlemen, it would be an understatement of the century. When she used to come in, I would put on music. I put on music for any of my patients. And it got to the point that it was too hard to stump her. So what I would do is I would go to Billboard 1980, and then I would pick a random number, and we would play music the whole time as we did our treatment. And sometimes she could hear the music, sometimes she couldn't. Generally, she was talking the whole time anyways. I was doing the listening, believe it or not. And at the end, she had to make a guess for the year, and more than not, she would get the year. It was actually pretty impressive, because I can guess the songs from my high school, but could I say if it was 99 or 2000, 2001? I probably wouldn't be as good. So kudos to you. I wanted to do 80s music. The problem is, is one, I can't use music. It's copyrighted. Two, anything that would challenge you would be way too hard for our listeners. (laughs) Instead, I am going to read you the plot line from five 80s movies, and you have to tell me what movie it is, and depending on how you do, I'm going to make you guess the year as well. Okay. Are you ready? Question number one. The spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. Do you know Beetlejuice is the correct answer? And that was in what year? I'll give you plus. I'll give you plus or minus one. It was in 1988. Ding, 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 ding. One point. 
I never did see the Beetlejuice um, Broadway show. I did want to see that. I heard it was okay. I heard it was good. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, really, like, I'm not a fan of either jukebox musicals or like these movies because I kind of feel like we can do better. Like, we can be a little bit more original. I agree. I heard with great you. things about it. Speaking of which, I was telling the story today. Right before everything shut down, I went to Mrs. Doubtfire when it was in previews. I think I told you. Yeah, you told me it was great out of this world, but it's exactly what you just said. So it wasn't a jukebox musical. The storyline is almost verbatim. There's a couple things that change. Mrs. Doubtfire, when that comes back, if it ever comes back, I highly, highly recommend. I went with my co-host, Stephanie. It was amazing because the, the jokes, some of the jokes were verbatim, but this guy made the part his own and killed it. There was a breakdance number. There was a rap number. I mean, it was awesome. Capital A. I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. I highly recommend it. Question number two. A man and a woman that have known each other for years and are very good friends, but they fear sex would ruin their friendship. Oh, come on. Harry met Sally. Year? 1989. Both answers are correct. Two for <laughs> two on the day. I, I was going to make that my first one. I try to make these harder as it goes on. I just kind of threw that in there. Obviously, you've been to Katz's Deli and seen well, the scene. Yeah. I mean, like everyone tried to do the scene. Like, you know, I mean, like Katz's was having issues like in like 89 because people would literally come in and like fake orgasms at the table and maybe not fake. The corned beef's really good. So you corned know. beef, you go corned beef, you don't go pastrami. I do both actually, depending on my mood. I'm like yeah. not. Yeah. I, I mean, I could go either way, to be honest. Yeah, I generally I'm try like, to find somebody you know, that will go halvesies with me. I'll say, like, I'll get pastrami, you get corned beef, yes. and I always end up regretting giving them half of my pastrami and wish I had a full pastrami. I don't know. I'm pretty deli fluid, so it kind of depends on my mood. <laughs> <laughs> deli fluid. Hashtag deli fluid. That's great. I actually was going to ask you about that. My The real reason where I was going with this is, you know, you heard about the people going to the Bronx and doing the Joker dance scene down those yeah. stairs and getting yeah, yeah, jumped yeah. because it's not a safe place to go do that. I was curious because I've never seen anybody do the Harry Met Sally fake orgasm scene. That's funny that you said that. I was going to ask you if you've ever seen that there, but apparently it was a thing back in the day. It was, but it wasn't only there because people didn't originally know it was Harry Met Sally, but like people would take like the pickleball, you know, I mean, it was just like, it was like everyone was like, okay, how can I make a scene and, you know, kind of, you know, it was like the karate kid when everyone was on the, 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 um, like the poles, <laughs> people would stand on the poles and try and do the kick after the karate kid. It's moving. called a crane kick. You're killing me right now. As a martial artist, Sorry. you started okay. with the sensei. I thought that was going to be a sensei reference, whatever. Sorry. Question number three. While homesick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate whose encounters numerous obstacles, enemies and allies in, in quest, in his quest, to be reunited with his true love. So I'm going to tell you that both my husband and I love this movie so much. That Wait, real quick, real quick for the audience. Who are you married to? What is your husband's first and last name? <laughs> my husband is Seth. Why do you need his last name? Because he's famous. He's very famous. All right. We don't have to say his last name. Let's just go with it's a very famous performer, boy band performer. <laughs> or has the last name of a famous boy band. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. It is. Uh, yeah, it's Princess Bride. The theme song was Storybook Story, and I actually walked down to that at our wedding. Oh, that is really sweet. Cute. Except you didn't tell me the year that it came out in. It's 1987. Three for three, Rochelle, Rochelle. <laughs> Question number four. Hopefully these get a little harder. At least the descriptions get harder. A poor girl must choose between the affections of her of dating her childhood sweetheart or a rich but sensitive playboy. Pretty in pink. Year? 86. 
Jesus Christ, you're good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> no, the scary thing is either I'm really good or I had no life in the 80s and I just went to movies. Wow. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. I, or if I had, I was so Honestly, young. Like of the John, like, I mean, obviously, you know, 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, those were genius. Then he got into the like. St. Elmo's Fire. But that wasn't, that wasn't John Hughes though. St. Elmo's was fun. But it was the same, same Brad Pack, no? Yeah. But, but John, John Hughes who made 16 Candles, Ferris, I mean, those, those movies were, I thought were a lot smarter, captured like kind of teen angst, high school. I mean, I, I actually feel like I, I grew up in the golden age of teen movies. I think the 80s were just amazing for that. But St. Elmo's Fire was just, you know, they were like after college. It was, yeah, but everyone was in it and everyone, you know, looked good and all that. But it wasn't as smart a movie. But with Pretty in Pink and Some Kind of Wonderful, he started to do this like wrong side of the tracks meets, you know, rich kids and that goes, I don't know. Oh, I like those. That's like every movie, Dangerous Minds. It's great. Dangerous minds. Question number five. A Chicago teenager is looking for fun at home while his parents are away, but the situation quickly gets out of hand. Well, it's home alone. In an 80s movie? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A Chicago teenager. Oh, Chicago. That's Ferris Bueller. Is looking for fun at home while his parents are Oh, risky business. What am I thinking? Oh, Jesus. All right. We're giving eight. I have to read the thing over. You don't listen. (laughs) You're like, you're just like me. You don't listen. You just wait for your turn to talk. (laughs) <laughs> That's why I'm good. I would like suck at Jeopardy. I know all the answers, but I get in too quickly. <laughs> Please name uh, the letter A. No. <laughs> Please name the number uh, 75. One to 10. <laughs> you you <laughs> wouldn't let him finish the question. All right. And a uh, year for that Risky movie? business? Was that 83? That is the best year ever because do you know who was born in 83? Dr. Alan Snyder. That's true. And also best the last time. therapist ever. Best physical therapist ever. Love you. Also, last time that my Baltimore Orioles won a World Series, 1983, <laughs> which anybody knows me, I love the Orioles so, so, so much. And they are so, so, so bad. <laughs> uh, Jets fan, man. <laughs> as far as the risky business, I was going to ask, when you put on socks and there's wood floor, do you ever try to do the slide? Or did you before you snapped your leg? Never? It's a guy thing. I bet you, I bet you Seth has. I'm sure he has. I, I haven't asked him. I was actually not allowed to see Risky Business because I was in seventh or eighth grade and it was an R movie. It was, so I, I did not see it in the theaters. I've snuck into one movie my whole life and I got kicked out. I bought tickets <laughs> to see like some really, really bad movie. I want to say it was called The Avengers, but it wasn't The Avengers we're thinking of. It It was like the old school Avengers. I think it was something like that where it was like two British cops and they did something. I forget who was even in it. And we snuck into something about Mary in high school and the ticket sublady came in and just uh tickets and next thing you know we had to watch the last 45 minutes of this stupid avengers not the real avengers movie only i've ever stuck in rochelle you are five for five i'd love to stump you so how about my how about my beer we were talking about this back to reality uh ipa made by three threes is the name of the company i, I love the theme music to back to the future is always a question how fast did they go in the delorean Oh, come on. 88.5 miles an hour. 
How much? Wait, did I not get this right? You said 88.5? Or 88 miles an hour. It's just 88. And and how many gigawatts did they have to generate? 1.21 gigawatts. Oh, Jesus, she got everything. No, but come on. That's like my my favorite thing. 1.21 gigawatts. You know, we don't have plutonium on every corner. That's the power of love. Exactly, man. Very nice. Well, you did a great job on your first ever podcast appearance. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Is there anything more you wanted to say, promote, do, share some peace, share some love? You mean, am I going to ask everyone to vote? No. <laughs> Just anything. I mean, listen, hopefully everybody is voting. Listen, we're, we're you know, we're going to get through this COVID. It's going to be okay, eventually. I'm confident. Yeah. Do you still have antibodies? Have you had that checked at all? No, that's what I, I'm going to go because my dad is going in for surgery. So I, I want to be able to see him. So I have to- Does he need him. a physical therapist? I know a guy. I don't think so. Not not uh. He needs not that. Trip. Not his type of th- surgery. No, unfortunately, my dad needs a kidney transplant. So. Alrighty. Well, I have two of them. I'm more than happy to give him one if he downloads the episodes, gives us a good rating, hits the subscribe <laughs> button. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast, Rochelle. Rochelle, always a pleasure to see you. When life gets back to normal, we got to catch up. I'd love to Absolutely. see you. IRL. Daddy out. We out.